0: Hello, and welcome to Tough as Nails, a podcast centered on the strengths all women possess and using that power to live a fulfilling and rewarding life. My name is Julie Bueno.
1: And I'm Beth Bird.
0: I'm Corey Masters. So we have a super, super VIP guest today, <laughs> <laughs> and that's Beth. Yay! Woo-hoo so beth um is going to share a little bit about her background and then she's also going to uh, we're going to get into some fun thrifty design tips and tricks i've known beth to always be thrifty to always be looking for the deals so i'm excited to hear her take and see how she got started in all of that thanks girls i'm excited this is one of my favorite things
1: to talk about And, you know, in my daily work, I don't get to do as much of this anymore. So this is like my fun outlet in my life. Um, So I thought I'd kind of start by telling you how I got started in design and then kind of where I am now. But um i remember when i was in seventh grade my parents would get the sears catalog and the jc penny catalog in the mail like you girls are probably too young to remember this but it would be like a fat catalog <laughs> like and the would, toys
0: like the toys rs one
1: at thanksgiving
0: oh yeah <laughs> i remember way bigger, that one.
1: <laughs> way bigger and i would cut out pictures of all the house Aww. things i wanted and i had picked a floor plan out of the newspaper and I had an envelope for every room and all the things that I was going to put in the room that I cut out from this catalog. And I was designing my dream house. It was probably my first real <laughs> design project. I, I hope I still have it somewhere. I should be looking. But um, we visited a family friend's home and she was a designer and she really inspired me. Aww. And um, she would tell me stories about her bargains and where she would find <laughs> stuff at auction and Garage sales and how she would fix stuff up, and so it really kind of got my mind going. And one of the things that she told me to do immediately was to start training my eye by saving pictures of things I liked. Hmm. And I was already kind of doing that with the catalog, but I kind of took it a step further. And any time I found a picture of something I liked in a magazine, I would save it. And she would tell me. Why do you like that picture? What is it about the picture that catches your attention? Because it may not be the whole thing is what you love. There may be just one element or it may be a combination of things. But the more you do that, the more you'll train your eye on what you like. And then once you understand what you like, you can kind of expand from there. So that was how it all started. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, how old were you when you started cutting out pictures? uh, I was probably Thirteen.
2: Oh, so yeah. cute! Is that around the same time you started talking to your friend, or like were you a yeah. little bit older?
1: Yeah, I don't remember which came first, but they were right around the same <laughs> time we lived. <laughs> it's funny. I figure out when things happened in my life based on what house I lived in because we moved a lot <laughs> yes. as a kid, and I lived in Wisconsin for two years, and both of those things happened when I lived in Wisconsin. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know which was which. It was seventh <laughs> and eighth grade.
0: That's so cute.
1: Yeah. So um, I went to design school, Design Institute of San Diego, which um, I was just fortunate. It was the school closest to me, but it turned out was one of the most prestigious design schools in the country. And I was so fortunate to have incredible teachers who... um, just trained my eye to pay attention to the world in terms of pattern and repetition and color i had an entire class in color that was my favorite that'd be so much fun oh my gosh the projects we had to do mixing colors and you really understand how color works when you have to mix it yourself to achieve (laughs) a certain look so that was a really cool class um but then I dropped out of design school because I was really busy working in different uh, aspects of the design world and actually doing design consultations for people who couldn't afford an expensive decorator. At the time, I remember I was charging $25 an hour, and I thought I was big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worked all the way up to $75 an hour, and I was like 21 years old doing this. It's It's amazing that at that age, but it was Southern California and it was in the real estate boom and any real designer I'm sure was charging crazy, stupid money. So people were happy to just have somebody who had a good eye go along with them. And it was really fun. So starting around that same time, I also worked at a furniture store for a little while. And that was where I started to understand quality furniture and, um, started to train my eye a little bit with lines. And when you when you work at a furniture store, you see such a high volume of things that you can learn a lot more in a concentrated period of time. So I, I started mm-hmm. to kind of absorb all of that. And then, uh, let's see, later on in life, I worked at a furniture store again. And I think that was actually probably my best training for staging and decorating at home because we were redesigning the showroom floor every day people bought Mm. stuff we had to replace it we had to put new stuff out it was all day long constant decorating and doing that for three years you just get to be so much faster with figuring out what looks good together and how should you hang art and what size layup looks good with what size sofa and what pillow combinations looked good together so that was kind of Those were the most impactful experiences I would say that I had um, in my work life. And I've just, I've continued to love design and really to love collecting things. I think for me, design is most interesting when people collect rather than go out to the store and do a whole room all at once. I think interiors should reflect your personality. When you come into your space, you should understand something about the people that live there and what they love and what's interesting to them and it should be unique and and quirky in some ways and that doesn't happen when you just walk into a store and buy everything all at once happens when you collect things over time and uh that's what gives character to a space and then that really ties in with the fact that i'm really thrifty (laughs) i do not like to spend a lot of money on anything. But ironically, my favorite hobby is shopping. I love to shop. <laughs> so I afford that by being thrifty. I don't, I almost never ever pay full price for anything, anything at all, just because I don't see a need to. I think there's smarter ways to buy stuff.
2: But you're really selective. It's not like you buy cheap yes. things because they're on sale. And no. like, I think that's such a difference with people that are, I don't know what the word would be in English, but like, why would you call it someone that doesn't want to spend in yeah what is the That's word uh, in Spanish it would be like tacaño and I don't know how to explain it correctly but it's like someone that just is miserable and doesn't want to spend money on things but <laughs> still needs things so they're like finding every single way to like scramble and like but it's like a bad way so like risky. cheap,
0: I think, yeah, cheap would be yeah. like the English word. I, but yeah. I know, Beth, but Beth's not cheap. Yeah, because no. Mm-mm. The stuff Beth buys is like quality items. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. how do you know? I mean, I feel like that'd be so hard. But like, how do you know something <laughs> is good quality? Yeah. What if you get home and it breaks like two days later, or you get mm-hmm. home and you look at it you're like, oh, it's real scratched or whatnot. Yeah. That's the part. Because we like to go to state sales and stuff. And that's the part I'm always nervous. Like, is Mm -hmm. this a good deal? I don't know. Yeah. Depends what it is. So like
1: with furniture,
0: um, when I moved
1: into my house this last summer, I needed a new sofa. The previous sofa I had bought was inexpensive. And so I knew working furniture, this Mm -hmm. is only going to last a few years. But at the time, it was all that we could afford. I didn't have time to go and bargain hunt for something so we just got something that would make do and um might as well talk dollars here right have you guys played best prices right That's so fun (laughs) yes i love (laughs) it (laughs) okay so we'll talk money my first like cheap sofa that i bought for my last house was about six hundred dollars brand new at a local furniture store after three years the cushions were saggy The arms were kind of getting mushed. It just, it was starting to look old. So when I needed a new sofa, I decided I'm going to take the time to watch for something that's a higher quality on Facebook Marketplace. So that's my favorite place to go if I have a specific need, because I can set up a search and it will give me an alert. And in this case, I focus on brand names. If it's upholstery Mm. or um, a dresser or a piece that has to really function I focus on brand names and if you don't know brand names just go to some of the nice furniture stores websites and start to look at what brands are you seeing over and over Mm -hmm. and over and in this case i bought an ethan allen sofa which if you look those are several thousand dollars this was a green velvet ethan allen sofa in excellent condition for six hundred dollars so i bought a used sofa for the same thing i paid for a new one but it's gonna last me a long time. It's really high quality, and I sold the gray one that was the <laughs> new one, kind of mushy. I think I sold it for like two hundred dollars to somebody else. They were thrilled to have a sofa for two hundred dollars. So for me, okay, it was another four hundred dollars, but now I have a really high quality piece. so that's where I would start and think about the pieces that do have to function more. If it's an end table, doesn't really matter how high end. It is, it just has to hold your cup and it may be a coaster (laughs) and a lamp or a pile of books or if you're my kids, like candy wrappers and Legos (laughs) and all that stuff. But if it's your um, dresser that you're opening and closing drawers all the time, you want something higher quality. So I'd focus on the brand names. The other thing you can do is you start to pay attention to the details. If you really start to look, you can kind of tell, does this material look cheap quality just it has a feeling of substance to it and you can tell that the details are well made and and sometimes it just takes a little more time so again go to a high-end furniture store look closely at the stuff then go look at cheap furniture and you'll pretty quickly start to get the difference Mm -hmm. so just starting to train your eye you'll start to see when you pick up a piece is this a high quality piece or is this a low quality piece And then you have to think about the function again. When I bought that first sofa, I knew this was a three-year purchase. (laughs) When I bought my recent sofa, I wanted a 10-year sofa.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, something a lot of the ladies I follow on like Instagram and TikTok do that I had never thought about is reading the labels of my clothes to see what material they're made of. Mm -hmm. And like they go to H&M and they see something that's pretty and I'm like, oh, that's cute. And they're like, no, this is whole polyester. It's not going to be good. You're not going to breathe well in it. It's going to crease. Yeah. It's not going to look good in two washes. And I would have never thought about that. So that
1: kind of makes, kind of goes hand in hand mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Most um, basic microfibers, people think, oh, it's microfiber. Oh, no, it doesn't perform well. Oh. It's going to stretch out. It's going to look dingy over time. <laughs> It's not that good. (laughs) You want performance fabric. And when you're buying a used piece, you can't always tell. You know, the other thing you can do is buy a piece because of the frame and then recover it. So I have two chairs Mm -hmm. that I bought that were, bless their hearts, like sweet older couple, <laughs> 80s floral. Like there are some oh, amazing 80s florals out there that I would totally have in my house. This was not one of them. But they were in pristine condition because these people had had them in a room that nobody ever sat in and it looked just so. I bought them for very little and I had them recovered with a high-performance fabric. And actually, oh, here's one of my favorite tips. If you're going yeah. to have a piece of, fab- of furniture recovered, get a piece of the fabric first, like buy it just one yard and dump coffee on it,
0: red wine,
1: like rub it to see if it gets pilly. Like I bought a yard, I tested it out and I could see the coffee came right out. I said, okay, that's good for me. That's what I want. And then I ordered all the yardage I actually needed for the chairs once I was sure it was going to perform. And so in the end, I probably spent Oh, maybe $1,200 for that pair of chairs, but the quality of the chairs is so high. I would have spent $1,200 each buying them brand new. So again, it's not being cheap. Like that's a lot of money
0: for Mm -hmm. two chairs,
1: but I'm going to have them for a really long time and they're a much higher quality than if I had just gone to the store and bought something new because honestly, furniture used to be made a lot better than it is Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So an older frame is going to be so much sturdier than a newer frame. Definitely. So is there
2: anything you've ever bought that you really regret buying?
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) You know, I, I would say regularly think, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. But my rule of thumb is if I'm going to buy it and I'm not sure, can I get my money back out of it? And That's mm. what makes it easy for me because I do resell some pieces to make money to afford what I want to keep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, like I bought some artwork last week, it was a crazy good deal. They're three foot by four foot pieces oh, of wow. art, a pair of them, like huge. And I was, you know, a little unsure about the look. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna hang them on the wall. They cost me 40 uh, so it was 95 for the pair of those huge pieces of art. Well, I know if I decide that I don't want them, I can t- I can resell them for double or triple what I paid.
0: So mm-hmm. that's kind
1: of my rule of thumb. If I if I'm going to regret it, can I get my money back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever I can't think of anything I've bought recently that I regretted and couldn't recoup the
0: costs on. <laughs> Do you ever like, you like fix stuff up a lot of times too. Like those, yeah. you did those, mir- those mirrors and you kept one, and uh, got rid of one. The most basic DIY ever. I am not very good at DIY. <laughs> so yeah, I
1: bought a pair of mirrors. They were kind of rough. I painted the frames. I paid $20 for both mirrors. I hung one above my sink in my powder room and it's awesome. It's like four feet tall. So it's really dramatic I sold the other one for like $60. (laughs) So I made money on it and I just painted. Or one of my favorite things to do is if you buy uh, furniture pieces that are black, I touch them up with a Sharpie. So Mm. like I got this cool stool that I have in my bedroom where I sit to put my shoes on and it has black legs and they were kind of nicked up. So I just took a Sharpie to all the spots and it
0: looks great. So that's like my level of DIY.
1: I can recover a really basic cushion If I want pillows, I could make them, but I don't like to sew. So I get my mom (laughs) to do it because she's a seamstress. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I put together a few of my favorite ideas that I had to share with you for some affordable design. Julie, do you remember, uh, let's see, it must have been 2016, 17. You can correct me on the year. What year would you have been with me in that Grove model near where your parents live?
0: Uh, 2015. 15. Oh, even earlier than I was I thinking. We were you, little babies. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember our tablecloth drapes? Yes. And oh my everybody gosh. loved them. Yes. And then I would tell people, those are tablecloths. They would think I was like joking with them. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, really? Like those are just sheer tablecloths. Yeah. We hung them. We put them on hooks and hung them up. Oh yeah. And when we sold the house that was written in the contract that we had to leave the drapes in the living
1: room, but them. yeah, all they were, were, so you buy normal curtain rod and you buy the rings that have the clips on them. And then you buy a tablecloth and you want to get as long as you can. If you can hang the rods all the way up by the ceiling and you just clip them on and it's ready to go. Now, the important thing is not buying a fabric that looks cheap. So, right. some tablecloths are back to your polyester comment, Corey. Some fabrics are like that cheap polyester, kind of have a sheen. Don't get that. Target usually has the best, really natural looking fabrics, and they're probably 20 to $30 a piece for nine to 10 foot long curtains, which would cost way more than that anywhere else. So, oh, yeah. you can get so many patterns. And so, I did that in my boys' room. They have, um, Every season when Target comes out with their new season of linens, I go look at the tablecloths <laughs> to see
0: what do they have, anything good. Target has great a great home section. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was maybe – it was either one of the model homes. It was either the one in Willem Park or the one in Rushbrook. I remember a customer called me, and they said, I want to get the curtains that are in the Rushbrook model. And I said, okay, like next time I go over there, I'll look and see what brand they are and I'll look them up for you and I'll send you a link. They're from Target. And I think they were like $30 a panel, like nothing (laughs) crazy. And they were really pretty. And when I sent it to her, she was like shocked. She's Mm -hmm. like, I don't think Target sells these. And I was like, no, like this is a direct link. Like, here you go. Mm -hmm. And like they made that house look so great and they look expensive. And you would never know that they're $30 panels from Target. Yep, a lot of it is the way
1: you hang them, the height that yep. you hang them. Do you remember the curtains in the girls' bedroom in that house? That was a fun project. Are they the ones with the little pom poms on? Yes, the side? yes, yes. So I bought just plain white panels because those were pretty affordable. I probably bought them at Home Goods. It's one of my other favorite places for affordable home stuff. But I used the iron on. Um, adhesive and I put like a decorative kind of pom-pom flower trim down the the edge of them and they were so cute and they looked custom and they were cheap and they took me 15 (laughs) minutes to put together. Yeah. Yeah. They were really cute. Yeah. They were really fun. Um recently, I've been obsessed with finding vintage drapes. So I bought two pairs at an estate sale a couple of weeks ago that I need to hang for my boys' room, and these were really high quality, heavy lined pinch pleat, like I can't imagine how much they must have spent when they were brand new, but amazing and I paid fifty dollars a pair. again, more than I would have spent for tablecloth drapes, but super high quality high end. So estate sales are really my they're my new uh, guilty
0: pleasure. I I love estates. I'm not like a big garage sale person because I feel like the garage sale a lot of times is stuff that other people don't want. And then I that's what I think about in my mind. But estate sales are something totally different. I'm like, let me go and test someone's house. Like I wanna see what they have. I wanna see what they got. And we live, if you're in Oklahoma City, we live right next to Nichols Hills. And so that's where we go. And I remember we've gone into some of these women's closets. It's just like, I wish I had a lot of money to spend, because
1: crazy. It's
0: crazy. It's crazy. It It truly is is. It's wild. Yeah. But I'll
1: tell you, if you go on Saturday morning, right when the sale opens, most estate sales go 50% off on Saturday. And that is when I get my big hauls of stuff where I'm just (laughs) filling the car up and all of them have like a whole table by the cash register and I'm filling a whole spot and then I've got a pile on the floor of all (laughs) kinds of stuff. And I actually have started buying some clothing this winter. I bought several cashmere sweaters for just a few dollars each. I mean, yeah. I believe in high quality, gorgeous stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. I I I think we need to do like a YouTube blog where we just go with Beth for a day (laughs) and she teaches (laughs) us and shows us things because I, ever since, ever since I met her and she started telling me all these secrets, I'm like, I just want to like be with her when she does it for a day, kind (laughs) of like an episode of the flea market people that that were on HGTV and I love that show. But I just want to see her in action because that's just <laughs> so fun to me. Because to me, I'm like the type of person that will go and be like, How much do you want for this? And they're like, Oh, $10. I'm like, Oh, here's 12 because I don't, I feel like I'm stealing it from you. And like, I would just <laughs> give them extra money. Uh, so I need someone that will, there to like push the bargain and get the better mm-hmm. price for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think something I've always loved about Beth is her style is so different than anything else. That's a round that you see from influencers because her I just tell what you call your style, Beth, because
1: I think it's so funny. <laughs> I call it early American hand-me down. No, the grandma, the old grandma <laughs> the style. That's grandma what I love. <laughs> It's my my collections really started with stuff from my grandmothers. Yeah. They both had pretty things in their home and they loved to collect. And when they passed away, I was the grandkid that wanted all the stuff mm-hmm. that most of the others were like, why would you want those I dishes? And like those old tablecloths. And I was like, Yes, mm-hmm. I want all the things. So <laughs> now I think part of my estate sell so fun is I see it as rescuing things yeah. and putting them in a home where someone loves and appreciates them because obviously the family has chosen what they want to keep and they no longer want these things. So when I get excited about them and I love them, I like to think about the original owner and how happy they would be to know that their things are loved and appreciated again.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, talking Aww. about that, the other day we saw a sign on the side of the road that said, "Divorce, state sale, selling everything from my husband. Must go." And I was like, "This <laughs> is
0: fantastic!" <laughs> like That's she had, she had no
2: shame. She's like, "I'm selling everything. Come get everything from this dude." <laughs> I love that. It was That's so. I, I wish I had a picture from it because it was. I don't know if it was like a tactic to get people out there or not, but i thought it was great
0: i'd go and be like yeah send me <laughs> up." yeah i want to buy this stuff that she's trying to get rid of you wouldn't believe the stuff
1: they sell at those sales like literally everything that was in the house that they didn't want for sale like half a package of plastic wrap or, <laughs> yeah yeah like, spices that are who knows how old or like oh, i have I never know. been to a state sale Oh, crazy. So that's where I I also buy like weird things. Now, I don't buy, <laughs> I generally don't buy food unless like it has a really recent date and it's sealed. But I, for the most part, I don't look at the food. But I do buy cleaning products. Really? Actually, because they're usually 50 cents to a dollar. And I'm like, okay, if this is mostly full and I'm going to be buying it at the grocery store anyway, like it's cleaning products. Who cares if somebody else touched it or. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, like I bought a box of tissues a couple of weeks ago again, like <laughs> a sealed – it wasn't like half used, but like a sealed box of tissues was like half what I'd pay at the grocery store. So I'm weird like that. I'll pick up <laughs> anything that's practical and usable that's not like gross to yeah. buy, I will buy that stuff too. I think you should tell people how
2: many things were hanging from your house too.
1: Oh, like how gosh, many yeah. And- yeah, that was fun. So. um And I have a lot more I need to hang, but on Instagram, (laughs) we played a little game, guess how many things are hanging on the walls at Beth's house, because I'm constantly hanging up new stuff. In fact, artwork is probably one of my favorite things to collect. At estate sales, you can buy such unique paintings. And that's one of those things that working in furniture stores, I can tell you, they charge
0: crazy
1: amounts of money for artwork for your walls. And it's often really generic or what Mm -hmm. you buy at the estate sales is so unique and has so much character and it's probably 20 or 40 or $50 or for a really high-end piece. I mean, I see crazy expensive stuff too, but you can regularly find stuff that's affordable and beautiful. So anyway, I have quite the collection (laughs) and I counted, I had Liam go around with me, my youngest and count in every room. And we counted 136 (laughs) pieces (laughs) hanging on my walls and I still have stacks to hang. Oh,
2: something I wanted to get your take on since we're talking about hanging things. I saw that um, it was like a tip on, Hanging things in the middle of the painting or picture whatever had to be 57 inches from the floor. Mm -hmm. And that was like the Mm -hmm. optimal height. Is that
1: you agree? Yeah, right about that. That's one of the number one things people do wrong is hang their artwork too high. So you want the center of the artwork to be about eye level. And so 57 inches is pretty close to eye level for many people. And sometimes if, if you're uh, an unusually tall family, you might go (laughs) a little bit higher or short, a little bit lower. It also depends on the height of your ceilings. You have to look at proportionately how high uh, the piece should be, but generally speaking, 57 inches from the floor to the center Mm. of the art is very close to what's right. Cool. I
2: always put them too low. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better too low than too high.
0: Yeah. I also saw um, a picture hanging tip on TikTok that we've actually used and it worked. You get the blue tape and Uh you put it on the back and you measure where the holes are. And and then you take that tape and put it on the wall and you um, use a level on the tape. So uh-huh. you can make sure your tape is straight. And then you drill your holes, you put in your nails, and then you can hang your picture yep. so you're not, like, having a tape measure on the mm-hmm. wall and it's crooked and everything. Yep. And I thought that was the best tip. And we tried it. And that's yep. that's how we do it. It works really yep. well.
1: Yep. And you know what? You don't even need the to measure on the tape. You can poke your nail through that's the tape. That's what we tape. do. Yeah. 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 So easy.
0: Or we just you mark can be the like, center. Can you just, like,
1: make a hole. Oh, I don't like it there. I'm going to move it and make a new hole. <laughs> Like, I think people are too afraid to put holes in their walls. Like, it's a little bit of speckle. Someday right. you'll probably put a little paint to touch it up, but probably you're not going to ever notice. Like put the hole in the dang wall and put yeah. up artwork that makes you happy. Don't be afraid to do that.
0: Yeah. It's going to be covered up by whatever you hang up anyways. Who cares exactly. if there's five holes back there? That's exactly right. <laughs> That's
1: Exactly right. When I worked at the furniture store, I used to feel so bad because we made those walls look like Swiss cheese with all the stuff that we would hang <laughs> because it would sell. And then we'd rehang or like we'd have this awesome grouping of nine like a grid of three by three Mm, and somebody mm -hmm. would buy two and I'd have to like come up with a way to rehang seven and and I felt so bad for the painter who had to come behind us but they said no he loves it it's job security (laughs) he's always that extra (laughs) work to do because you (laughs) girls are always making more holes in the walls that's so funny So another thing I love to do with artwork is framing your kids' pieces. I think that's that's one of the easiest ways to add character if you have kids or friends with kids, or even from when you were little, if your parents saved any of that for you. (laughs) Um, Look for document frames. Walmart has some really good-looking gold document frames, and they're meant to hold like a diploma, or a certificate that's what they sell them for but they're the size that would hold a piece of paper which is what most kids artwork is on like normal paper where that mm-hmm. doesn't fit properly in a normal photo frame so right. document frames are a great cheap way to hang kids art
2: i love when Aww, people put like yeah. paint
1: in their pets feet and i like, just let them
2: walk i'm oh, like yes, i want to do that so with cute. my hair Aww.
1: yeah <laughs> Last weekend, I saw a stack of eight canvases, brand new in plastic. They were so cheap. And I was like, oh, that would be a great project for like pets. Or, And then mm-hmm. I thought, I don't have time for that one. So I left them for somebody else. <laughs> but now I'm regretting it. That's the worst part is the all the things like, oh, I should have bought that.
0: Oh, <laughs> like that. Not that you bought, but that you didn't buy. And I didn't like buy. Back. That's what I regret oh, more man.
1: usually is what I didn't buy interesting
0: Uh, that would be hard because yeah when we go to estate sales you know we go on the saturday and i'm like well if i wait till tomorrow maybe it'll be mm -hmm. half off but like what if they don't have it and and they don't have it or you go back and it's like oh my god nobody bought this (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy
1: sometimes what does sell and other times what doesn't sell there's a sale i'm excited about this weekend and i'm trying to decide like Hmm, Do I try to squeeze in a trip tomorrow and then go again (laughs) Saturday to see what's half off? Like this lady was best friends with a very well-known Tulsa decorator. And you can tell her house is full of treasures. I was like, this is what my house is going to look like when somebody has to have an estate (laughs) sale for me. Like just everywhere stuff hanging. How do you find estate
2: sales? I have no – like I I don't know anything about this world. How do you find them?
1: So there are two websites, statesales.org and .net. And mm. so that's the easiest way to find them is you can just down. put in your zip code. I'm signed mm-hmm. up, so I get an email every week from them. And then the companies will post pictures so you can kind of preview a couple days before. Ah. And so "Does this look like it's worth going to. And mm-hmm. then I found a local Facebook group called Friends Who Like estate sales in Tulsa or something (laughs) like that. And so people post because there are some companies that don't uh, put their sales on those websites. And so locally people will post and share. And that's been a good way for me to find them Mm -hmm. too. So the fun is like planning out the route for Saturday. Like which one (laughs) do I want to hit first to get the best stuff? And the funny thing is sometimes it's the sleepers that are the best ones. Like you don't think that you're going to find much and you go in and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm buying it all. And then it's the <laughs> one that I'm excited about that I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff is all overpriced or hmm. yes, yeah, doesn't look so good in person. I don't want this stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've been there. We've gone to some in Nichols Hills that I'm like, uh, that was whatever. And then mm-hmm. we go to some in some random neighborhood and it's like, oh, okay, I see you i want yeah. i want I want all these glasswares and mm-hmm. I, that's what I usually look at is glassware, yeah. and then I look oh, for picture gosh. frames because mm-hmm. I feel like old picture frames are really cool looking and now oh, they're yeah. just so plain yes. uh, one time I got a typewriter, like an old typewriter, Ooh, so it still has cool. like the original owner's like name and address on it, and it's really that's neat awesome. but yeah, you just never know you never yeah. know until you get there, really yeah.
1: Yep, that's right. Like now when I go into stores, it's like, oh, $9.99 for a picture frame? Who would pay that? (laughs) Because I'm going to buy one for $2 and it just takes us. I've gotten to be even more thrifty. But I think the other thing for me is it's being conscious about my consumption. Like I would rather be reusing things Mm -hmm. than buying more, you know, especially when, like I said, with the furniture, it's kind of the same with most things. The older things are are made better. They're higher quality material. So if I can reuse and mm-hmm. not be consuming new products, I just, I think it's a, maybe I'm just justifying my shopping habit, <laughs> but I feel better about buying a lot and shopping a lot when I'm giving older things a new home. Right, and I, when
0: you're repurposing yeah. things, yeah. It does make you feel a little bit better, I think.
2: And your house doesn't look the same as everyone else's cuz I feel like everyone had the cow picture from Target that had the horns <laughs> and it was gray oh my gosh, and I saw it did. everywhere. So, I yeah. don't want that's my thing. I don't want my house to look like everyone else's. Yes.
1: Yeah, me yeah. neither. Absolutely. I think I've I've often felt like if there's a trend, I do not want it in my house. Like I just Like I I don't, I don't want to look like everybody else. Like I remember when gray chevron was a thing for a while, like it was everywhere. And I was like, (laughs) I don't don't have that in my house. Everybody else has that. I mean, chevron's a classic pattern and it's been around forever, but that version of it was everywhere you looked. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So as a matter
1: of principle, I was like, I'm not going to have it in my house. (laughs) Like the ginger jars,
2: everyone has them now, but I've seen them in your house forever. Right, Beth?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like blue and white is so popular right now. It has been the last couple of years. I bought my first pieces when I worked at that furniture store when I was 19. (laughs) And I started buying brass then too. And for probably the last two decades, brass has not been popular, but I didn't care. I had it in my house because I, I loved it. In fact, on my desk, I'm looking at two lamps that I have that are brass and silver combined that I got when I was 20. (laughs) And I still love them and they're in my house. So that's the other thing. When you buy what you love rather than what's the trend, you're probably going to have it a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And you're not, um, just as much as we want to be conscious with our consumption, the other way to do that is purchasing things that you'll keep for a longer amount of time. So buying what you love means you're not as likely to be getting rid of things as frequently. I think sometimes it can be overwhelming when you're not sure about how to do this or what you like. So I want to go back mm-hmm. to where I started. If you're just not sure what to buy, start saving those pictures. On Instagram, make a little, um, you know, and a little saved. You can have little photo albums or little mm-hmm. folders. I forget what they call them there. But anyway, or Pinterest or TikTok or whichever platform you use. Save images that you like and start to go back and say, what's the recurring theme? What is it about this that I love? So start to train your eye and then find people whose style you admire online. And and you can start to learn from them how they put things together. And I do this some with clothing. So I, I love beautiful clothes. I enjoy fashion, but I don't naturally have an eye for it or a talent. So I find people whose style I admire, influencers who I think, oh, I would dress with like that. I like that. And I just start to watch what do they buy, What are they wearing? And it helps me know, oh, I know where to find an affordable version of this look that fits mm-hmm. my style, thanks to them, where I would kind of be lost on my own. And so I think you can do the same with home. If you can find people whose style you appreciate and admire, Especially now on Instagram, there's tons of people that will share Amazon home finds or Walmart and Target home finds. Take some time to to watch those and you can find really affordable options or um, just message me and I'll send you some cool stuff from Marketplace. I'll be like, I'll be your worst, like the little devil on your shoulder. Buy it, buy it. Yeah, yeah, you really <laughs> need that. Come on, buy I it. I love it. Okay, so before we go, you know you got me started on this topic. This could be like a two-hour <laughs> episode. I have one <laughs> last little tip I have to throw out there. If you really want to get serious about learning how to train your eye, join the Thrift with the to group on Facebook and Instagram. It's a paid subscription. I forget how much it is for a year. It's not a lot. It's like $35 or $40. But that group is so knowledgeable, and people mm. share about the finds that they – get from all different places. And so I learn so much about things. And then if you're not sure about something, you can ask a question. You get to celebrate your finds and your wins with other people. <laughs> it's just a really cool community and a really, really great place to learn if you're just not sure about prices. That's one of the best places to learn Like, what's a reasonable price for this item.
0: Oh, I love that. That's such a good idea because mm-hmm. I think you're right. People people don't know where to start or don't know mm-hmm. if they're getting a good deal or if they're getting, you know, kind of ripped off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've never been to the Makerista um,
1: social media, Gwen has the most unique, beautiful collection of things in her home. I love her stuff. She has such <laughs> a great eye. So it's also her, her main account is the Makerista, but Thrift with the Makerista is the group that I would recommend.
0: Okay, yeah, we'll put it in the description so people can find it. Awesome. Um, And then we're also going to ask you that if you have any questions for for Beth about decorating or thrifting or anything related to estate sales, uh, you can either send us a message on Instagram or we've posted a question to our episode on Spotify. You can answer it there just in case you have something specific or something fun about thrifting that you want to share with us. We'd love to read those. Yeah, I'd love to hear about your thrifting wins too.
2: And we have a new email address now that we want to share with everyone. Um, So if you have any questions besides today's episode or you have someone that you would love to hear about or have us interview, please send us an email. Um, We'll be happy to get an email from our fan base and I'll make sure to (laughs) reply really fast to you. Uh, But our email address is toughasnailspod, P-O-D like podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Toughest Nails Pod. Oh, and LinkedIn, too. And LinkedIn, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And LinkedIn, that's also <laughs> very cool. I think what we're going to do is try to try to do some more polls like and do like this question for Beth so we can hear from you guys and, and see kind of what you're interested in, like Corey mentioned. Yeah, we
1: want to talk about whatever you all want to hear about.
0: All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, We will see you guys. uh, I guess we won't see you, but we'll be (laughs) back in, in two weeks after this with another special guest. Thank you. Bye.